check, check, mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex pistol. On FlatbyMax.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's Thursday, March 23rd. Seattle this weekend, round 11, Monster Energy Supercross Series. And then we get a weekend off. Yeah, so things enter, entering the home stretch right now. Cooper Webb with a three-point lead over uh, Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton. Not that far back after getting the win in Detroit, although he was penalized some points. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Giving away a pair of 100% goggles as well as a set of Fly Barricade Flex knee guards. So really looking forward to... Uh, to that 702-586-7857 thank you to the folks at fly racing great company head to toe they got you covered goggles helmet boots gear uh hard parts flyracing.com of course they just dropped the kinetic mesh that we saw in daytona and uh then they have the uh, limited edition um uh whatever that stuff was teal blue all of that stuff coming out. Uh, thank you to folks at Fly Racing. Formula Helmet's amazing, man. I'm telling you, it's super safe. It's super lightweight. There's a bunch of different price points for the different shells to kind of fit within your budget, but they're all Rion technology, all Conehead EPS. So please check it out at flyracing.com. Love that uh, Love that helmet. Love those guys over there. Uh, 100% get Plum Creek funding, Vertex, Decal Works, Maxis, all on board with us, of course, for the show. Uh, thank you to the folks at Decal MX, man. Uh, promo code PulpMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, whether it's the Red Bull KTM team or the Husqvarna Off-Road team, their mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. If you use the code PulpMX23 at decalmx.com, they can design your graphics however you want. And uh, Ron and, and everybody down there, Sean and Ron and all the boys, doing great things at decalmx.com. Use the promo code to uh, to save. We're going to have JT and Parabinos calling in as well, but taking your calls over there, holding things down. Not Tis Legendary. Travis Marks, what's up, Marks? How are you? Hi. Coming in hot. I made it. That's great. Ah, this is nice. I'm not paying twice, so you get your money from Don't you Mr. Worry. Mr. Legendary. Don't you worry. Mr. Legendary has worked out a fine deal with I, me. Uh, I'm happy to be I, here. I, uh, I paid him ahead of time for the whole year, and now he just skips a show. We, he and for what kind of reason me. is it? I mean, really, what kind of reason I don't is know, it? Something about having a kid or something. I don't know. It's not that important, I don't think. But Lame. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, thanks for coming in, Mark. Yep, my Appreciate pleasure. it. Uh, get JT on when Will you do. can. We'll, we'll do that right away. Uh, we got a few calls uh, on the line on hold and a few lines open, so... Thank you to the folks at Maxxis Tires as well. Maxxis.com, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, and more. Maxxis.com, uh, fantastic to um, 
have those guys on board with us and they help the swap moto guys as well so um please help check out maxis for all your tire needs and uh, mountain bike tires i use the minions i got a couple dms over the time about that and uh yeah i um i use the minions out here in vegas rocks and hard pack and all that stuff so please check that out when you can uh and again we're back on the west coast so we had them in oakland right remember that and uh, we are back on the West Coast. Jet Lawrence with a 20-point lead over R.J. Hampshire. Uh, McAdoo's one back of R.J. in third. And Oldenburg and Kitchen Lopes. Styles Robertson should be back this weekend as well. So, uh, yeah, the, another – if you were tired of Hunter Lawrence uh, dominating and, and cruising to wins, well, you're going to be very tired, uh, I think, again in Seattle because I think um, his brother Jet Lawrence also cruises to a win uh, this weekend in Seattle. But it is Seattle. You never quite know. Uh, to talk about that and more, let's uh, get him on the line here from Fly Racing. Check it out, motorsport.com or your local dealer. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Just watching it rain here in Boise. Probably get a little bit more of that tomorrow. Yeah, What? what is – so this is the big thing with Seattle. I mean, we used to have a dome there, open-air stadium. We've had some really nice races there, some beautiful races, but more times than not, it's uh, a little ruddy, sloppy, rainy. What are we looking at? Yeah, it's, it's going to rain today and tomorrow, supposedly, and then um, maybe not on Saturday, not scheduled to rain necessarily on Saturday. So, I don't know. Seattle's weather is really tough to predict. Um, you can't really – I don't think you can predict it as well as other areas of the country just because the weather comes in off the coast so easily. So, we'll see. Um, I would think the track will be soft, ruddy, um, just from the water seeping through even if it's covered. Mm-hmm. And then there's the outlier chance that it's uh, that it's worse than that too. But um, I would say typical Seattle, just soft and, and tricky. Yeah, it. Uh, I hope, and I've said this before, like build the jump smaller, make them more round, make it more moto-ish. You know, anticipate the ruts and the the crappy conditions and 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 all of that. You can build a track to still sort of entertain the fans, but also make it more racy. You know, I would say they normally do. Uh, from from my experience, being there, racing it, and watching it, um, that's typically the approach they have. So um, I think I think they're already doing that. Got any, king, got any kingdom memories? Did you ever go? I never went. Oh, no, I was. Okay. I never. I've never been to the kingdom. Oh, kingdom was uh, kind of like the Astrodome, where it was dark. You know, it was it was yep. danky and dark, and I don't know if danky's a word. Uh, but yeah, it was soft and ruddy and too. Really, really big, huge floor for the kingdom. So yeah, good times at, yeah. at the at the races. Um, all right, I guess we can start with 250 West because that's coming back uh, this weekend. And Jets 20 up on RJ. RJ's one up on McAdoo. RJ's got a feeling feel pretty froggy with his uh, Daytona ride. Uh, and then of course he crashed out of the next one, but. I don't know. I think RJ and McAdoo and Jet will once again be standing on the podium with Jet probably first. Uh, what do you think? Do we have any chances of things taking a different turn on this series with the time off? I don't necessarily think that the time off will change anything um, trend-wise. If anything, it would just be random chance. Um, I, I think that Jet's the best rider in the class. I think he's proven that for a while now you know you look at his track record you look at this season you look at last season it's really hard to come up with any other conclusion than that um it doesn't mean you can't have one-off things happen you know rj gets a whole shot or you know cam same thing and jet gets a bad start or he runs into trouble like he did at a2 at the triple crown uh i mean that's all one race chance type stuff but as far as a a 
change in direction for the series, it's really hard for me to see that coming just with how good Jet's been. And, you know, he's, he's only getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, I mean, he's got 20 points, so he's got to play it a bit safe, right? Like, if he does get that bad start or things go sideways, you know. Yeah, you yeah. really. I mean, you really need him to freak out. Something, something freak to happen to him or him to freak out. Those are really, in my opinion, the only ways these guys have a chance of calling back enough points to, to really matter. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that one. So we talked about this a little bit on Monday's Pulp Show, but Aaron Plessinger was the story in Detroit. We all saw what happened to him. He's also very good at soft and ruddy tracks. Um, what do you think? Do you, you know, racers work on confidence, and he was crushing it. Do you, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying do you think he uh, leads uh, 19 minutes again, but podium and, and in the mix more than he has been just going off Detroit? Well, he's going to have a good opportunity. Uh, you know, that ride, it came from nowhere. Um, I mean, he had been pretty good lately, but not not in the situation where we're like, you know, one of these, it's coming. Like you, I, I would say if, Bar, if that was Barsha, we'd be able to say, man, you could just feel that coming for a while. You know, Daytona was getting better than Indy, that great ride. is like, it was time. Like you just, you, you could feel the breakout happening. But with AP, I didn't suspect that. You know, I, he had been looming around, got a fourth there um, at Indy, was doing pretty well. But this ride where you'd pass people and check out, um, it was just, you know, one of, those, one of those nights, I think, for him. So the magic will be can he replicate that, that intensity and that pace, and can he put himself in a good enough position early in the race to where he has an opportunity to do that. Um, what he doesn't want to do is being a dogfight with Sexton, Webb, and Tomac in the last three or four minutes. That's that's a really tough scenario, I think, for him to win just because he doesn't have as, ex- as much experience in that situation, especially as Webb and Tomac. But if he can get the start and find that pace early again, I'm not ruling a win out. I, I probably would have going into last weekend. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was that was wildly impressive. So on a track where he should excel, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the door's open to whatever he can pull off um, a podium certainly in the cards. But I would make a case that even if he's in the battle for the win with Sexton, Webb, and Tomac, and he doesn't do it, but he's on the box or he's right with those guys, then you know he's he's answered everything I need as far as uh, no, it's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean that's great. I, I you know such a freak deal for him to crash like that. When I was watching him before that, I I didn't you know, and you'll know what I mean by this, but you watch guys and they're going so fast for a few laps, you know, like, this isn't going to last. Like, there's no way he can, he can keep this pace up without going down, and then inevitably they, they crash. I didn't have that feeling with AP at all. Right. Um, it just, yeah, he made a, you know, a silly mistake at the wrong time. Um, I felt like he was totally in control of that race. I was watching him and Sexton really closely, and he matched Sexton when he needed to, and he was just managing the race in the last few laps. So, it didn't feel like it's something he could never do again. Um, but, yeah, to win one is tough. It's, it's not it's, – you know, there's a reason why he hasn't won one yet is because it's so damn difficult. So, yes, a podium, but a win is just – it's so hard to get when you have this many good guys up there. No, if it was a sure. series where, like, 2008 where Chad Reed is dominating, if Chad doesn't have a good night, then it's wide open. It's not like that right now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, what he can do. So, Tomac, we had some questions about him after Tampa, and he answered it the next week. And we had some questions about him after 
uh, Indy. Now he did say he was a had a neck issue, and he didn't say he was 100 percent for uh, Detroit. And I don't think he really answered it. I wrote it this week. I'm like, ah, I mean, he got up to second, and you just don't see him, you know, get past like he did by a couple of guys. Uh, he got lucky to get a podium, obviously, with AP going down there. So I'm not sure. I think the jury's out. Maybe he – is there – if there's a possible way, JT, he half answered the rebound? He halfway rebounded from his uh, from his poor Indy? Yeah, you know, he looked great uh, early on, and, and I know they don't show free practice uh, the first one, but he was – he went right out there and went out and set the fastest lap time. I think he was there to kind of send a message that he was – still the same guy that we thought he was um, and then you watch him in the main event and he gets up there quickly like he passes those guys and, and looks like he's gonna go try to go win the race and then you know Webb got inside him in the same rut that AP got him back and then it just seemed like he struggled from there I still point to the whoops um, he looked like he was having a hell of a time in the whoops uh, especially later in the race and you know I don't know if it's just settings you know it's a, still a brand new motorcycle they've only raced it for a few months um but the whoops really looked like they were uh, they were a pretty big struggle for him i don't know if that's a neck thing mm-hmm. you know it certainly could be uh he looked like he was having a hell of a time there in india as well um so maybe that was a neck thing maybe it's a bike thing uh but the, the whoops looked like it was the majority of the problem for him on saturday night so i'm i'm watching again you know what i mean like still interesting to yeah. see where yeah, he's yeah. at yeah yeah so yeah, I think uh, it's it's the the dynamic between he and Webb right now is really interesting. Um, Webb's gaining confidence, but still really frustrated. That's my perception of him on the podium. And you just kind of notice people's body language when they're not on camera, when they're talking to team, when they're standing by themselves. Uh, Webb is not happy with how this is going right now. Even though he's got the points lead, he, he looks very, very unsatisfied. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think Eli is hanging around right now. And, I, you know, for, for Eli to have this many issues, or, or especially that Indy race, and then this weekend wasn't his best either, I think Webb feels like he should be capitalizing, and that's what he's frustrated with. He's like, i got to win in these scenarios. I can't get third at Indy and second tonight. These are the races i got to win if I want to be champion in this class. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing on the line right now. Uh, we got – Ari on two about Ken Roxon. What's up, Ari? You got a Ken Roxon question? Yeah, hey, uh, I listened to the Fantasy Pod, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys never really brought him up that I can remember. And with the ruddy conditions that look inevitable for the weekend, I feel like uh, he's too good at that to not be talked about. What do you think? What do you think, JT? Ari's got a point. We're going to see the same kind of stuff uh, for for the ninety four. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, Seattle's different than Indy, though. Um, it, you know, they're both soft and, and whatever, but I honestly don't have a strong take on what to expect from Kenny week to week. I just don't. Like, it's, it's been so all over the map. Um, I think that his confidence level and his mental game is much more important than anything else. And you, I just don't know what he's going to be like when he wakes up on a Saturday. I, I don't know. You know, I, like Oakland, he wins a heat race and gets 11th. You know, uh, and then Indy wins the race, uh, you know, in similar conditions, like the track's breaking down. So I, I don't know, man. It's uh, You could pretty much convince me of anything before the main <laughs> event on Kenny, and I would yeah. just shrug my shoulders. Hey, Kenny won. Cool. Hey, Kenny got fifth. Cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I really think he's capable of getting pretty much any position inside the top 12. Right. 
Uh, man, it'd be great if uh, if he was in the factor this weekend and Barsha was feeling it again, and then AP's got that confidence boost. Holy smokes, that could be great. And then Anderson, we're still waiting for Anderson to to win a race or you know be better. You know what's interesting about Anderson, JT? Is I was writing about him this week. He's only got six less points than he did last year at this point. How crazy is that? It was just that's just how the other guys have gotten better, you know? So, well, remember, yeah. remember, he went on a run where he lost a ton of points in a row, um, and then he went on a run where he won the last four rounds, yeah. right? Yeah. So these, these uh, I think it was 9, 10, and 11 last year, he lost 45 points in the championship. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you remember all the, all the crashes and incidents he had in the first half of the series last year. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why he ended up not being champion was all of that craziness because he was amazing at the end. And then you look at Tomac's knee injury, too. He, he might have been champ last year. He had five podiums with two wins at this point last year, and this year he's got two podiums with no wins. So, um, Yep. Uh, all right, Jason Thomas on the line. we got a future headline. Oh, we like these. JT loves these. Jeff, uh, go ahead with your future headline. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, uh, okay, so I'm going to preface this question by saying I've, I'm a huge fan of the show. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listened to all the stuff. I've noticed that uh, JT seems to complain about the uh, the time slot for the review pod sometimes. Yeah. Like being too too late. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was a no-call, no-show on the Pulp Show with, with Noof because of the time slot. Um, but I've noticed on, on my TV that I see Jason Thomas on the TV at all hours of the night working for Feld since he's sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. very good points. Yep. Oh. All good points, Jeff. Yeah. Okay, so here's my future headlines. Um, I'll have Steve answer it, and then JT can answer it. All right, so Tired Thomas turns down 10 p.m. job at Feld or Energized JT jumps at 10 p.m. pulp gig. No, he takes the Feld gig at 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, he takes the Feld job at 10 p.m. Yeah. JT, what do you think? Well, I'm still working most weekends at 10 um, because we do the post-race show. So if if it's at a Supercross and I'm working for television, I'm on television after 10 o'clock. So I think you already answered it yourself. Jeff, it's just he's putting uh, the Feld TV appearances ahead of Pulp Amex show call-ins. Is yeah. what, is what hey, really I love it. I, I love it. I love uh, – I love the show. I love uh, you guys' banter. I Th- just wanted to thanks, man. Ra- give a raz. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you want a pair of hundred percent goggles or fly racing uh, barricade knee flex guards? Um. Well, how about uh, how about give them to somebody else? I, okay. I ride mountain bikes. Mostly. Okay. All yeah. right. Um. So give them to a moto guy. We will do that. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate. It. Thank you. Fly racing moto sixty show. It's JT's early nights. Gets in the way of a lot of things that we want to do here at Pulp, but we just really? went through it. Yeah. How? Like what? Well, like if I got a lot of East Coast Pulp show guests and then I can't put you on until later, you, you respectfully decline. Oh, yeah. There is that. Uh, 100%. How about how I could flip that and say you're prioritizing the riders over me. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. Hey, sorry, Sexton <laughs> and AP and uh, JT. Hey, has to come I'm, on I'm first. just saying, man. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I'm trying to trying to defend myself here. Pulp 30 code to save at 100%, by the way. That's new for the show. Saves on everything at 100%. Uh, Pulp 30 code to save on everything. San Diego-based company. 
100% brand has always been synonymous with American Moto. Uh, way back in the 1980s, they got MLB guys. Moto GP, I, I think, is kicking off this weekend, JT. It is. Yeah. So First round is in uh, Portugal. Yep. Very big weekend for a lot of the street bike racing fans. Uh, those guys are wearing 100% as well. Downhill mountain biking, snowboarding, MLB, and more. Pulp 30 is the code to save at 100%.com. Thank you to those guys. Plum Creek Funding, Get, Vertex, Decal Works, Maxis, all on board with us as well. Uh, we got Mark on one. Mark, you got a, a Hunter Lawrence and a J-Law talk comparison? Uh, I got a question. I want to hear what you guys think because I keep hearing the comparison between Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence, and people are saying Jet's better. And I 100% agree. I feel the same way. But when I sit and think at work, I don't know why, but I think I figured it out, and I want to see what you guys think. Um, I think Hunter is phenomenal, and I don't want to, like, you know, have anything bad to say about him. But I do notice that sometimes it seems like he sacrifices a little more talent to have aggression. And I think Jet has a little more talent and not as much aggressive moments. And to me, that's why he makes him better. But I want to hear what you guys think. What do you think, JT? Lots of Supercross hype about the two brothers being the exact same at this point and all of that. Uh, I think they, they forgot about the age difference and the way the rider matures and, and all of that and gets smarter and better, especially in 250 class. That's my opinion. But, JT, what do you think? Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I don't want to um, talk down on Hunter because I think he his improvement level and his, his growth in this class is incredible. Um, I talked to Johnny Amara about it. I told other people, I'm just like, man, I, I haven't very rarely seen riders get this much better this far along in their career. And he really has. Like, he's really turned a corner. You don't see him crashing as much. You don't see the inconsistency. You know, we really started seeing glimpses of it last year, and then it's really come to fruition this year. Having said all that, um, I, I truly <laughs> – With all due respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and it shouldn't be – it shouldn't be a negative towards Hunter to not. talk about how no. great Jet is. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the comp- part of the comparison I don't like is because I am so, so impressed by Jet, and I think – I really think he has a chance to be – at you know the level of Villapoto and Stu and Ricky and those guys, I think that's that's in the cards for him if, if things go a certain way. Um, so to compare the two using data, I get it, but I look at them differently. And maybe I'm proven wrong. Maybe that doesn't ever pan out. But that's that's my personal opinion. Is Hunter's going to be really good? He's going to be a factory 450 guy. I could see him winning a race one day or something like that. But I, I truly think Jet has a chance to be something special and an all-time type level guy. Yeah, there you go, yeah, Mark. Yeah, for sure. I, I I agree too. Like uh, Hunter's riding really good. I mean, there's only a few aggressive moments, and it's not all the time. And I think he's for sure getting better. But I think if he irons those kinks out and kind of just displays all of his talent, I think they'll be right there on the same level and yeah. both be greats like Ryan Dungey and Stu. Yeah, I think that just what JT said. As Jet ages, he gets stronger, more mature, figures it out. You know, he's going to just keep getting better and better. Where right now he's as good as his twenty-three-year-old brother or whatever, right? So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of with JT on that. Uh, Mark, you want a pair of hundred percent goggles or fly racing barricade knee guards? Ooh, uh, I would try the knee guards. I actually don't run anything. I get teased oh. all the time for raw dogging. So, what? Yeah, that would be wicked. Yeah, please. Please run the knee guards, please. 
Um, all right, <laughs> don't raw dog. Yeah, don't raw dog, bro. All right, stay, stay on hold, all right? Sounds good. All right, thanks. thanks stay guys. on hold. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for that, by the way, for giving out those knee guards. Uh, it's um should be great to uh, to see. Uh, JT, I was texting with uh, Adam Cincerlo this week a little bit, and oh, yeah, um, okay. he, he whoops are giving him a problem a little bit with his injury, so it's he's not happy with that, but he's happy with the way he's riding, and he's feeling better, and I kind of agree a little bit. Um, he needs his whoops to be better, which I think is what we can safely agree on, but what do you think? Two races in, he's had his two best of the year. Two races back yeah, from injury, yeah, I, sorry. Two, two races back from injury, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted him to do all the races. Um, if you tell me that he did, you know, if you told me at the beginning of the year that he's going to do 17 races and finish in the top 10 at most of them, I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I think he needs. Because I know that he's going to have flashes of brilliance. I know he's going to lead laps here and there. That's just what he does. I, I'm not worried about any of that. I just want him to put together an entire series. And we already missed two rounds, but what's done is done. Yeah. But I think he just needs to find some consistency here and, and in his own mind. Like, you know, because most of the time when I talk to him, I just feel like he is just waiting on the other shoe to drop half the time. You know, it's, it's not – like he used to be a really happy-go-lucky, like always optimistic type guy, and I feel like he's lost a little bit of that in the last year or two because it's just been one thing after another. And, I, you know, I hate that for him, and I just want him to find some sort of – place here where it's like yeah i'm just going racing and i'm, I'm not gonna hurt myself and i'm not gonna do anything silly um mm. so yeah just just so, keep doing what you're doing I, I don't nobody is asking you to go win this weekend um but we are asking you to do 20 minutes plus a lap so if he does 15 to 17 and finishes in the top 10 most weekends we're good <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i mean he, he i'm okay like he aggravated his wrist that wasn't I went flipping down the straightaway and broke my leg. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the stuff where, like, you can't keep doing that and expect to stick around in the sport very long. So, yeah, you miss a race or two because your wrist is sore. Mm. I'm going to give you a mulligan on that. Um, it's just the the season-ending injury type stuff that have re- it's derailed his entire – you know, I, I want to – that's heavy-handed. I don't want to say it's derailed his career because he's a 250 national champion. But for the potential that a lot of people had and where people projected him – it's derailed a lot of that. And the only way to get back on track towards any of that is to put consistent seasons together and something to build off of. He, I don't know if he's going to get back to where we thought he would be and what he's shown. I don't know. Somebody on our, one of our shows a little while ago pointed out Dean Wilson comparison, and it's not, it's not crazy. A 2 yeah, national champion not. with a lot of injuries, yeah. you know, and a guy that can, you know, people like, fan favorite, all that stuff. It's not, not a crazy yeah, comparison. And at, at the end of the day, you know, you, you hate to, to square it down to this, but both of them are going to leave the sport having made a lot of money and probably be able to relatively call their shot as, as far as what they want to do afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can say all the things you want about what they should have done, this or that. They're both 250 national champions. They both won a lot of races and did a lot of great things and made a lot of money. So at the end of the day, that's more than I could yeah, ever say. They're in the and upper. I'm, they're in the upper two percent of all racers who've ever raced. Totally, and yeah. I'm I'm totally at peace with how it went for me. Yeah. So looking at that, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he ever gets it back. And you're right; he does seem kind of melancholy a little bit. Uh, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, his personality has been affected by all of this. You know, I think it's just constant 
letdown, and I don't know if that's the right terminology, mm-hmm. but I, I can see it. You know, like we, we've both known him a long time, and I, I really think his personality has been affected. Yep. Uh, Tyson's on three. Tyson, what's going on, man? What's your question? Hey, man. Uh, first, just wanted to tell you guys, uh, appreciate all you do, all the shows you put out. Um, listen to everything. The Fantasy Pod is always good to hear Dan and uh, Paul, JT, all you guys get pissed. So that's cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so I live just outside of Vegas, and uh, I know a few weeks ago on Pulp, you kind of mentioned hearing that Vegas is maybe going to make a comeback here soonish, and I wondered if you could just give a little more uh, intel and what you know on that. What do you think, JT? You think they come back to the, or they go to Legion Stadium for for the series at some point? Yeah. So I, I, the only news I have is that. Um, well, and, and it's a little bit of scuttlebutt, but I was told that the previous uh, general manager of the stadium wanted nothing to do with it. Yep. And at some point in the last year or so, there's been a change there, and the newer person is open to it. So what that leads to, a time frame or anything, I have no idea. Um, but I think we're closer to it than we originally were. I think as long as Salt Lake City pays Feld to have the finals there, though. We're gonna keep having yeah, the I don't, finals I don't there. No, if it'll be the finals, yeah, it could be yeah. a super, you know, super motocross playoff race. It could be, could be lots of different options. But I, I know they want to go there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think, I think it's coming back if they can find a way to do it. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I think the series needs it. Uh, it gives it a bit of splash, right? All of that stuff. So. Yeah, um, for sure. No Ma- question. Mason's on too. What's up, Mason? How are you, man? Good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, a quick question um, about fitness and recovery. Um, I know Rhino was kind of into the yoga thing for a bit, but I've been curious why more riders don't um, use yoga for strength and conditioning, body awareness type stuff, or even putting a kid that's getting into riding into uh, gymnastics to learn, like, body control and how to fall and roll out of things. Someone else was just saying that. Someone called the show. Yeah, they did. I got a, a DM from that person as well. Yeah, they were like talking about learning how to crash and flexibility and tucking and rolling and yoga and all of that, which it's not a crazy um, crazy talk about that. But I think, JT, some guys do, do yoga. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. Uh, Alden's guys are very big into stretching, and it's part of their daily routine for sure. So, all right, Mason. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Paul Parabino's coming up next. Uh, JT, before we uh, before we let you go, um, give me your winners this weekend, and and just, uh, just you're gonna say Webb and Jet. Got it. No, no, I'm gonna go Tomac. Oh, okay. I think Tomac wins. Uh, he has been great at Seattle over the years, and I have to pick Jet. Like, what do you want me to do, man? Like, I can if you want me to just be shock shock radio. Uh, sure, I'll pick somebody. Styles, you know, but Styles Robertson. Yeah, I'll go uh, Colin Duran and Seeley. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, I, great. I don't know what you want to do. I'm trying to be right. Right. No, okay. No, you, you're right. You, you can't. So we've had the same podium uh, four of the last five races with the three big guys. Now, obviously, Detroit's yep. a little bit of an asterisk because literally a lap and a half away. But, yeah, I think it's – Not an indie, though. No, that's what I meant, four of the last five. Um, oh, okay, sorry. So, okay. yeah, I – I think we're going to keep seeing these guys. I know I love the AP ride, and I love the Kenny ride, and Barsha looks great, but I'm, I just think these three are going, raising the bar. So I don't know how you can, you know, I think I want to see AP get up there, and I want to see Kenny up there, but I think these three are going to continue to elevate the game. Yeah, it goes this way a lot of times, man. Guys start diverging, 
And if you're doing really well, you, you keep doing really well. And if you're not doing so good, it seems to get worse. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I would I would bet we see a lot of Webb Tomac Sexton at the front from here on out. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I don't know if it's sports psychology or or what causes that, but it seems to go that way every single year. As you get these guys that are – they really are locked in and they just stay there, and everybody else, like, they're, they get distracted and, and they don't ever make a run back towards the front again. Well, and then Seattle, remember last year Sexton had a big one. He brought it up on the Pulp Show. Oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Webb, too. What, Web two? I don't remember that one, but yeah, I think I thought Web did too. I, yeah, the the second one was huge, <laughs> so dirty. Uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for and not uh, even his oh. fault, which sucks. No, yeah, that's, that's the worst part. Uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Seattle. Are you working this weekend? Uh, I'm not. No, okay. I'll be back for uh, Glendale though. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for calling in. See you guys. All right, see you. That's uh, Jason Thomas, everybody from uh, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Plum Creek Funding, man. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, you're a first-time buyer or investor. You got a vacation home like Mark's. Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home, looking to pull cash out. Contact Zach. Uh, he's got a he's a, got over 25 years of experience. Z a c h at PlumCreekFunding.com. Reach out to Zach. 720-212-4685. They can work in 12 different states. PlumCreekFunding.com. Thank you to Zach. I've used it uh, for for um, uh, houses. JT has as well. Uh, a few different industry people. Zach's done a great job. So please check that out if you can. Uh, thank you to the Plum Creek Funding guys for coming on board. And get data. The two, 2023 YZ450 ECUs are now in stock. Kiefer's got one, and uh, Benny Bloss has one, and two-stroke and four-stroke uh, CDIs and ECUs. Check them out. Get data. Factory Honda guys, Jet, Hunter, Sexton, Nichols, all using Get products is really huge for those guys. If you want a discount from the folks at Get uh, or Athena, which is their sister company, uh, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to Get and Athena. They'll give you a Pulp Show discount. And uh, the the EFI two-stroke stuff from KTMs really benefit from Get ECUs. So please check it out. All right, our, uh, our next guest on the show uh, we have some phone lines open still, 702-586-7857. Uh, he's a uh, national championship winning mechanic, Renthal.com. Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? How are we doing today? We're good, man. I just I just did that Get read, and I, I mean, just the the guy who runs Get over there, I mean, I don't know if he can be trusted, but the company's great, but you know. Yeah, no, you can trust him. You mean the North American guy? Yeah, yeah, the North American guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. no. Get's a great company. They're actually, um, yeah, well, uh, parent company of Athena, which is actually a really big distributor who happens to be a rental distributor in Italy as well. So I'm mm. very familiar with this man you speak of and his his colleagues <laughs> and, and his and his ways. Uh, all right, yes. let's let's get into this a little bit here uh, with you on the show, Paul. I you're somebody who I did not talk to about the Hayden Deegan Jordan Smith thing. So uh, it's a big, big talk among the group texts and social media and my show and all of that stuff. You've been there as a racer or as a mechanic. Uh, I, I, I went on the record many times. I thought it was over the line. I thought the press conference was ridiculous and all of that. But where do you stand with this? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't love it. It was uh, – I, I respect um, Hayden, like, racing – tooth and nail against anybody um i really respect that i i think that's something that i see a lot in europe right they race everybody equally no matter what number is on their plate if it's red if it's white it's anything so uh teammate or whatnot so yeah but in, in the heat race though um against your team and i still thought it was a bit much um i don't 
place that much blame on Jordan. I think it was more Hayden, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I mean, he's he's also a rookie. He's going to learn from this stuff. Um, the the press conference. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't even really want to comment. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is just growing pains, and um, but it's also trying to establish yourself as the guy on the team, maybe a little bit too. Uh, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't love it. I guess I don't know what to say. So Alex, Alex Martin was in on Monday on the show, and I asked him about Star Yamaha's take on that, and you know he rode there for a couple of years. He's like, dude, I bet you they don't. He and he didn't know. This is just his opinion. Yeah. He's like, I bet you they don't say anything to him. It's Lord of the Flies over there. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. But uh, okay. Well, let me ask you this. When... Let me ask you this. Uh, Mitch Payton says something, don't you think? Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh okay. yeah. That's a that's a closed door meeting uh, on pro circuit. <laughs> okay. Sure. I, I, I that's where I'm kind of going with this. Like a team should pull the kid aside and be like, "It's a heat race, dude. It's your teammate. What are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah, but but again, maybe that has to do with the culture with inside each team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. I mean, Star Star is pretty pretty firm with their riders, right? I, from what I gather, they in, they enforce injury clauses, they do all these things, right? They are not scared to part ways with somebody if they're not working out, and and I think it's maybe a little different on some other teams. I think there's been a bit more loyalty maybe on other teams, but who knows? You know, I mean, Star is dedicated and committed to win, mm-hmm. winning, and that's their style of doing it. So yeah, who knows? We're all speculating if they said anything at all, but um, yeah. But maybe it's just that's the culture over there. 702-586-7857. Speaking of that, David's on the line. He does want to talk about the star stuff. Go ahead, David. You got a comment? Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I saw a social media clip where somebody um, videoed, uh, I believe it was Jeremy Coker in, in the uh, in the manager's, you know, the the platform that they were, they watch from, mm-hmm. and he did not look stoked with that situation. Uh, yeah, that would be um, uh, their two fifty guy, Jensen. Jensen uh, yeah, their two fifty manager. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't think yeah, he, he should have been. Yeah, I don't think he should have been. I mean, yeah. Jordan, he didn't. Hayden didn't cost Jordan the main event. Jordan did it all by himself. But uh, yeah, it it's not good. It's not a good look. So. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you guys don't want to don't want to uh, comment on the press conference, but I watched it and that was just bizarre. No, I commented all day long on Monday night. Yeah, I, I know I, you did. I, I think it was yeah, a terrible yeah, look yeah. for Hayden. I can't believe the kid who grew up with a camera in his face, you know, made fun of his teammate a little bit and didn't want to answer yeah. the question. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. It wasn't, and yeah. and I, and hopefully Brian or somebody told him something. He's seventeen, so let's give him a bit of a pass, but not a good look yeah. for sure. And Dave Eiser definitely got got emotional because he he's a big Jordan Smith, uh, you know, supporter. So. Yeah, I okay, talked. Thanks, to, for thanks, my call. thanks, David. I I talked to Eiser this week, and Eiser is a fan of Jordan Smith. He's known him forever. And Eiser was telling me that it wasn't the Jordan Smith move. It wasn't emotions for Jordan. It was emotions for the for Hayden not answering the question, and you know, basically laughing it off. That was Eiser's source of of discontent. So, uh, so yeah, we'll move on. Uh, go from there. Paul Pro Circuit uh, ravaged by injuries. They pick up Blos, and then they picked up Mumford, uh, and then he got hurt before he could come back for Oakland, uh, and now he's back again. I don't think he's 100%. His social media made it sound like he was just going to give it a go. Uh, hopefully he can be better by Glendale a week off and some more riding. What do you uh, – like, let's just – obviously this weekend isn't going to be a great test, but what can Mumphy do if he's, you know, close to peak here? Can, can he get in the top five? Can he – can he be a five to ten guy? What What do you think of Carson Mumford? Um, honestly, I think the most important thing 
for him to do is try to show some speed, try to get a good start, try to lead some laps, and wherever he finishes, finishes. But show show what is in there, right? I know he's unpre- underprepared, but I still think it would be much better to hole shot and lead the race and fade to sixth than to start sixth and finish sixth or, or whatever, yeah. whatever, right? I right. think you need to get out in the front and not be worried about where you're going to finish. I think you need to show the potential um, because Mitch does have room on his team next year. I think he has a slot for one guy, and, and there's going to be a lot of people trying to get that seat because, um, you know, on paper, Mitch's team is great. He just had a lot of bad luck this year, and people got hurt. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think Mumphy will be okay. I think he's been riding a touch more than what maybe he'll let people or lead te- people to believe through social, which is kind of commonplace for everybody in the sport. But, um, I think he'll be okay. And, 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 and he is a great starter and he's finally on a, a, a really good motorcycle and, and a really good team. Um, so that would be my hope and goal for him is to show speed, lead laps, and I don't, I don't know. I don't really care so much where he finishes. Yeah, because if you're Peyton, you can work with the speed, as Mitch always loves to say, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, too, I like Carson, but he's, he has told me more than a few times that he hasn't felt like his Suzuki's and Honda's that he's been on have been you know as good as factory teams, which they haven't been, and now he's got a chance. It's there. Here it is. Here's the bike. I like that chance for him, and I think he knows it. So, uh, yeah, we should see what happens. Um you got a little bit of intel this week. Pierce Brown is looking good. Uh, Pierce has had an up-and-down season. Um, he's fast. We know that. He can't stop hitting the ground. Uh, but you've people over there seem to be confident that he's going to do well? Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's all been going really, really good. He's shown a lot of speed at the chest track. I know that's nothing new out of Pierce, and that's nothing new out of a lot of, uh, out of, a lot of these guys, right? A lot of these guys are really <laughs> damn near magical on Wednesday, but it doesn't show up on Saturday, and that was always something that – that I saw at Pro Circuit with Marty, um, Marty Dabalos. Like he was, he was unbelievable during the week, but it was hard for him to bring that to the racing, to the race every time. So, um, yeah, I'm getting good vibes out of the Gas Gas guys. I, I visited them um, at their new shop on Monday, and uh, yeah, it sounds like Pierce is really hauling the mail. So, um, but he still hasn't doesn't have a podium yet this year. He yeah. didn't, you know, he crashed out of Anaheim one. So he's he needs to get on the the box first or maybe winter heat race first, I think before we set our goals too high, but, um, but I, I would hope and look for Pierce to be um, at his best this weekend. And hopefully that means on the podium, there's still some races left, but it's been a disappointing year for him in supercross and we'll see how he does outdoors. Do you, is there still, is there still something there for you, Paul, to keep him on your team? I think so, because who do you get in place of him? I, I, I guess is, is kind of who would I is what I would po- ask you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's still crashing a bunch, but he's still a young kid, and he has so much speed and so much ceiling that you would hope that he will he will mature his way out of this crashing, right? And I think that was the case with I remember when Jordan Smith first hit the scene, he was crashing every time he rode. <laughs> Same with Mitchell Mitchell Oldenburg. Oh, Mitchell Oldenburg, he was crashing a lot. So I think we have to give these kids a little bit more time. Um, and if TLD has the means to do that, to continue to keep him on the team, I think he's a, I think he has a lot of p- potential. It's hard to find guys that you think can win a race. Mm-hmm. Where I truly think Pierce can win a race. Like if he whole shot and and just rode, like I think he can win a race. Um, but it's been yeah, he has to stay off the ground. So um, I do think he's he's he'll be there. Um, and yeah, we just got to hope that he sorts out the uh, the inconsistency. Tell you what, for the amount of times he crashes the kid's got a lot of heart he really does he rides with a lot of emotions a lot of heart i like that about him he doesn't quit right like he doesn't yeah 
and he's a joy to have on the team from what I hear, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. loves him. Yeah. Everybody loves working with him. And that goes such a long way. If you are a pain in the ass or high maintenance or nobody likes you or you, you know, you're <laughs> not thankful that, and you're doing all that crashing, that's the difference. But if sure. you're a joy to have on the team and you're showing so much speed and, and you're showing up to practice and you're doing all the work that everyone's asking of you and you're just crashing out, like that's, that there's a difference right there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, Paul Parabinos on the uh, fly race and moto 60 show. Please check out fly race. And if you can, all right, let's switch to 450s for a second here. Um, Kenny didn't get a bounce from winning the race. He uh, rode well, got a fifth. Uh, AP crashed out with a lap and a half. Man, that would have been nice to see him win. But does he, and I asked JT the same question, does he get a bounce from this? Does he, like, do you look for him to be, I, I, he doesn't even have to win, but just be in the race for the win in Seattle? Is that something that you think you can see doing from, from, from AP? Yeah, I mean, you have to try to take the positives out of last week's situation. Like, granted, the end result is is heartbreaking, and and he let one slip, right? But he still led the race for 22 laps, and he was pulling away from the best guys in the class. Like, those guys were there in the beginning of the race, and he just kind of motored away. So, like, to me, you have to take that into account. You have to be confident in your abilities and know that, hey, I was just about to do it. And, yeah, I went into that rut a little bit differently than I ever have because there was a lap on the inside, and, and, and that's just – yeah, like he probably rushed that section a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. He probably should have just rolled up on there. But um, but I think with so many of these guys, and it was the same situation with Kenny at Indy. I think it's so much start dependent, and I and I say this I a lot because starts were kind of like my thing when I was racing. That was my biggest strength was starts, and and to me, you know, Kenny got a whole shot on a really rutted track, um, and I think that's going to make a big. A big difference this weekend, too. I think you've got to start up there. So if AP can start up there and start in the top two again or so, then, yeah, he can do it. But if, but he's not going to do it starting from outside the top five. So if he gets a start, you think he can? Yeah, you're on that. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, it should be great to see. Having AP get in there and, and Barsha's riding better lately. Um, and Kenny, if, it's awesome. It's awesome for the series. But – Paul, I just think those three guys are going to rise to the top here as we go well, on. Well, yeah, yeah, you're all, the fan and all of us wants to see more of these guys get involved, right? Because that's what makes the sport so great. But uh, we're getting down to what are we got seven rounds left to go, six or seven rounds left and mm-hmm. and we have a title fight at the top between clearly three guys. I do think they are going to start elevating. I agree with that. Um, because we see it every year. It's just you're driven to a higher level when when you're in the point hunt. Um, and you can win a title. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot of the same podium, which we, as a fan we'd like to see more guys in there, but I think it's going to be hard to overcome those three because they just have so much coming to a head right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you. I'd love to see um, Sexton grab a couple of wins here and close that gap. He's 17 down, which is a lot, you know, obviously with the penalty, the Red Cross penalty. But, yeah, he's uh, he's been the fastest guy all year. He's been able to pass those other guys. And I don't think the reverse has been true, you know. So he just has to stay off the ground, obviously. Seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. We got some phone lines open. Uh, Dustin's on one. What's up, Dustin? How are you, man? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, two things, real quick. One, the question everyone wants to know is when you do it at your Millville ride, when you ride out for the five to ten minutes by yourself, mm-hmm. what Van Halen song are you going to ride out to? Oh, that's a good. Yeah, it's a great point. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Amar <laughs> if he can get the speakers going. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably ride out to Dreams. Uh, and then the second one is you're talking Monday about how the Lawrence brothers have their own individual gear deals and yeah. other teams have team gear deals. Like, What kind of 
money, say like Pro Circuit with Fox and other, you know, the ones with Fly, like what kind of money does a team deal, something like that, get for the team? Like what's Fox paying Fly, et cetera? I would think Fox probably pays Mitch 800-ish, Paul, would you say? Yeah, I was going to guess around that range as yeah, well. Yeah, probably about 800 or so for the team. Um, and I think it's, you know, would go down from there. Mitch probably gets the most amount of money, right? But, um, yeah, they would get around 800. So, because I say, like, you can see Star, I mean, they got, you know, just gear, but then you got Bell helmets and everything. Fox is head to toe. Yep. Yeah. No, no, they wear Bell helmets at PC. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do. That's right. And they wear Scott goggles. But, yes, uh, I'm with you. Expensive deal. Yeah. I'm with uh, Mitch gets the most money for sure from the teams, uh, from from the industry for his teams for sure. So, uh, Thanks, Dustin. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, Paul. I was talking about uh, I was talking to Lars on Monday, and I, I was like, "Hey, you're you're really upsetting the game here because top level riders want to go to you because a your factory Honda, and b riders can make a lot more money because they can do all their own deals. Uh, it's very very advantageous to ride for Honda. Now, obviously, the Lawrence brothers and Chance Hymas are their selected few. It's not like it, it, the ride's open to everybody, but if there's a if there's a tie between uh, some top a- amateur rider, they're going to pick the Honda ride all the time. So good advantage. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the only. I would say, you know, of all the best bikes in the class, the factory bikes, it's the only place where you can have your own gear deal. So, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 definitely um, uh, attractive to a, a 250 guy because that's usually something you can't do until you get down to 450. No, for sure. I think it's going to give them a bit of an advantage uh, over the years if they keep it going, which. Uh, Lars seemed to think they were going to keep it going. They, they, he mentioned that they want to partner with somebody, maybe a little more, but he always feels they'll have a guy in house, an elite activity yeah. guy in house. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's keep talking about uh, Seattle this weekend. Uh, Barsha's contract is up. He made a mention to me um, after he's, after Indianapolis, where he almost uh, caught Ken for the win. He made a mention to me about, hey, I'm riding for a contract. Uh, so is a- so is AP and so is Kenny. And everybody, it's going to be a crazy, silly season. But uh, if you're gas gas, has Barsha done enough to, to re-up him? Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I think he will go there. I mean, you know, I think they've maybe been considering looking at Prado, bringing him over, but I don't see that happening yet, especially as Hurlings gets back up to speed. Um, so, yeah, I think Barsha's the, a good fit over there. I mean, I know that they uh, wanted Sexton really bad over there, but um, – there's also the kind of the KTM Husky gas gas hierarchy a little bit, yeah, um, which is is real, and uh, so yeah, I could I would I would bet that Barsha stays on gas gas next year, stays right where he was at. Yeah, some of the guys at Husqvarna have felt over the years like they're the third, they're the third child over there. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Right, right. They've they've not they've always been like well. Ian and Roger are going to do right for KTM, and then they're going to do right for the Gas Gas guys, and then they'll kind of get around to Husqvarna when they can. I don't know. That's the perception of some people. Maybe not the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could be a little bit accurate, right? At least the Gas Gas team is not fully owned by Peer Group, right, or Peer Mobility, where yeah. Husqvarna is and KTM is. Yeah. Um, they can't both win. So uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, they need to make sure KTM is – I think better than Husky. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of kind of what they kind of what they're, they're doing. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if Barsha stays there. He's a good fit personality wise, right? They want that's the fun brand they want. That's the the the, the yeah the having fun image and Barsha fits that. Gas gas fun fun. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a great yeah. I think and I, I think he fits in good over there. I haven't heard anything like oh man, we got to deal with this guy. Like he fits in great over there. I think they all like him and. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and dude, he's still a great rider. I mean, he's still contesting for podiums. And, and so who do you go and get that's better than that? Um, he, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I could foresee him staying there. He makes but, a, but okay, go ahead. I, I think the KTM situation is more will dictate what happens over there as well, right? So for all intents, we hear Chase is going there, but they still have Cooper Webb and Aaron Plessinger, both guys who are capable of winning races, and obviously Cooper's leading the point. So what does KTM do? I don't know. There's no way they thought he would be Webb thought they thought Webb would be this good. There's no way. They would have signed him for multi years. You know? Um but now they could be stuck with having to pay a defending supercross champion and Chase Sexton. Yeah. So that'll be yeah. super interesting. Um for sure down the road for those guys. Um Barsha makes some questionable moves on the track and we've all debated that and talked about that for years. <laughs> but one thing oh, yeah. the guy doesn't cheat you on is effort, man. I think he's a really hard worker off the bike, and on the track, he gives it his all. No, I, I mean, I totally disagree, and I almost I love that you brought this up because it, it gives gives me a question to ask you, and I was almost I was going to ask you, well, now you know the answer, but who do you think the fittest guy in the sport is? And I think not a lot of people would say Barsha, but I almost kind of will because he never gets tired, and he's using twice as much energy as everybody <laughs> else on the track. Like, I, I do believe he's the fittest guy in the starting gate. He might be. Yeah, I think it's underrated how fit he is and how much he cycles and how much he works out and all of that, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, and you're right about using a lot of energy. He definitely does that. Um, we have a call for a quick comment about the Deegan Smith thing, and then we'll move on. Uh, Cole, what's your quick comment? Yeah, I was just saying that uh, I don't blame Deegan at all for that. Come on. How, no. I was not a fan of him at all. And then watching him this year has made me a fan. Okay. And because of Jordan Smith, Jordan Smith is the Dallas Cowboys of Supercross. He gives so much hope in the beginning of the season, and then he just tosses it away. That's fine. Year. That's fine, Cole. But you can't say, like, that heat race was fine. Unless you're, like, just a biased Hayden Deegan fan. Like, you just can't. I'm like, not. Well, but there's ways around. I don't. I think the second move Deegan made, where he stopped in the corner, was bad. But other than that, it's just okay. Well, crazy. that's that's fine. Then that's bad. That that you just said it. That move is bad, and and it is bad. It doesn't look good. It's an arena cross dash for cash cheese ball move. On your team, yeah. But I think it's like all of Deegan's fault. That whole incident. Okay. Cool, man. Thanks. I, I don't know. Yeah, Jordan definitely deserves blame for blitzing by the whoops and then going around the outside of Hayden and Hayden slamming him. What the hell was Jordan thinking? Oh, my God, these guys. Yikes. Like, I, I, look, I, I get it. You're a Deegan fan. Cool, man. You like the vlogs. I get it. You, you just can't look at this incident and be like, oh, yeah, no, Deegan was not his fault. Like, what? As, as Paul said, who's worked at Pro Circuit, that's a closed-door meeting by Mitch Payton, yeah. in his opinion, you know? So, uh, Vertex Pistons. Manufactured in Italy, the Cast and Forge Pistons are the premier choice for power and performance. They're also an industry leader in manufacturing high-performance gaskets made in the USA. Uh, for dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, and more, uh, please check out the complete engine kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more at VertexPistons.com. Um, all right, Paul. Uh, so I, we got seven rounds left. I was asked on the review show about our title picks, and I, I think I'm sticking with Tomac because I said at the beginning of the year – but I don't know now. I, I mean, honestly, like I, I'm going to stick with Tomac just because the experience and the the championships and all of that. But I'm a little shaky. Uh, where are you at for this title? What are you thinking? Man, that's so hard. Um, so hard. Uh, I mean, the things I want to draw on is I've never really seen Cooper Webb 
give up a title at the end run like this. If he's nope. close, he usually figures out a way how to finish it. So that to me is um, a big part of making this guess. Um, I do hope and wish to see Sexton get in it a little bit more. Um, and I think he has the potential to because I think he's the fastest guy out of all those three. And he just has to forget some of the mistakes, which hopefully now he won one again. Maybe he can snowball this because I, I truly I was with you, Steve, on the comment of like, hey, if Chase wins one, he's going to go on a run. I still think that can happen. I still think he can go on a bit of a run. Mm -hmm. But between, I would say right now, with seven rounds left, you have to consider the title being between those two guys, I guess, um, meaning uh, Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac. And and I just don't know. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the tracks that we have coming and the conditions we have coming. I that's so hard. Uh, I guess I guess I'll put my rental hat on and take the rental rental guy. I'll I was just win. gonna say you're just because <laughs> you're gonna win the two two fifties, barring complete disasters. So you're you're looking at a rental sweep of all three titles. So if Webb yeah, gets it done, let's, let's do that. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. He said. <laughs> um, and by the way, we got a special rental thing coming up. Uh, New York Supercross. Stay tuned for that, everybody. What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're, we can't mm-hmm. even say that. Okay, never mind. Then. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Uh, but no. yes, uh, big things happening for rental guys. Uh, please check that out as well. And um, have you had anybody changing bars lately? Everybody's stayed the same, I think, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't heard of anybody changing a Ben recently, so yeah, yeah it's been kind of quiet. It's been kind of quiet on that one. Um, all right. Uh, you going to Glendale? Or are you going to Seattle? What what what's next race you're going to? When will we see? You? Um, I I'm not going to Glendale or Seattle, but I think I'm going to hit one of the ones coming up after that. Nashville. Lots of fun. Yeah, maybe Nashville. Yeah, uh, Atlanta. What's where's the, I went to Atlanta last year, so yeah. Where, maybe I'll go to the showdown. I where's the showdown? Is it New York? Yeah. Yes. Oh, the Lawrence brothers. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> the Lawrence brothers and Hayden Deegan might just cause Fell to just explode. Like they just might not be able to even put a race on. Oh yeah, it'll be interesting to see the West Coast guys watching all this drama on the East Coast, and then they line up with that with with those guys. It'll right. be it'll be interesting. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely with you. Uh, thanks for calling in today, Paul. Appreciate it. Renthal.com for more information on uh, on all that products, and uh, yeah, Pulp Fantasy as well. Of course, Paul Barrymore on that podcast every week. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right. See ya. All right. See ya. That's Paul Parabinos, everybody from Renthal. Third caller wins a pair of hundred percent goggles. Third caller wins a pair of 100% goggles. Uh, Travis, do we have the outro? I, I guess I forgot. To yeah, go. I got it. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm a professional. Oh, shit. All right, let's do that. Let's hit the outro. Third caller wins the goggles. Thank you, Vertex. Thank you, Decal Works. Maxis, Plum Creek Funding. Get 100% all on board with us and fly racing. Flyracing.com. Good stuff from uh, the callers and Paul Barbinos and Jason Thomas. Mark, great job today. Hey, thanks. Really much uh, better than the other guy. Yeah, you know. Yep. You, when, you, when you bring in a professional, you get professional work. I couldn't have said it any other way. Yep. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening. See you next week.